0: Welcome to Mental Health Talk, where mental health is everyone's business. Brought to you by Mental Health Partners, committed to creating a mentally healthier community. And now here are your hosts, David and Debbie. And a very good
1: evening, everybody. This is David. I have Deb with me, and welcome to Melth- Mental Health Talk for this week. Uh, Kamastai, welcome, Nina Mani to you all. Uh, as I've said before, Nina Mani is the traditional owners of this land. Way of saying welcome and how are you? And we're going to start the show today by talking about something very, very dear to our hearts and one of the the major reasons we started doing this show and doing just about everything we do. And one of the major things we actually do out in the community, and that's a course or an education program called Mental Health First Aid. And I'll just start by explaining what I think Mental Health First Aid is, and then I'll get Deb's point of view and we'll go from there. So, to me, mental health first aid is exactly what it sounds like. It's first aid for people experiencing mental health conditions. And I know, or I'm pretty sure we're going to hear from Deb that she doesn't like to talk about mental health versus physical health anymore. Uh, and I agree with that. But one of the things that I do like to to help people understand this with, is to make a comparison between people who have physical first aid skill and getting some mental health first aid skill. Because quite often it sounds scary, and we absolutely don't want it to be. So picture somebody in your life who has an illness, say diabetes, You would understand in their life. They have a a misbalance of a chemical in their system called insulin. And they need some help every now and then to monitor their diet, to do a little bit of exercise. Every now and then they might get very unwell and they might need an ambulance called for them. Uh, they might need to inject themselves with some chemicals. But for the most part of their life, they live very, very well. And Deb as you already know now, is a lady who lives with depression. And what's happened to her is there's a misbalance inside Deb of a chemical called serotonin. So it's very, very similar to diabetes. But unfortunately, we treat those two people very, very differently. And that's why I love mental health first aid, Because it's educated me on how to talk to these people, how to make a difference in their lives and how to really positively affect hundreds and and many, many thousands of South Australians. So that's what I think mental health first aid is and what it's done for me. Deb, what do you think mental health first aid is for you?
2: Oh, well, Dave, as you know, I'm an actual official trainer for mental health first aid. And for me, it's help. It's it's helping people be able to offer support to people who are living with a mental health problem. And, you know, when I first developed depression, I was very well aware that when I became unwell some of my friends had no idea how to help me and that made them less likely to want want to be around me at those times because they were worried, what will I say, what will I do, is there anything I shouldn't say, all of those sort of things. And mental health first aid helps people answer those questions.
1: Yeah. Oh, look, I think that's a, a beautiful way of putting it. One of the things that that you mentioned just then, and I've heard quite a lot, is how mental health first aid helps us intervene or, or take action in the early parts of an illness. One of the, the people that I've been speaking to quite recently about his illness is one of our first aiders and he was, you know, discussing or, or talking through his illness with me. And he said to me, he he does look back and wonder whether when he was a teenager, if people were able to talk to him in a slightly different way, offer some first aid skills to him, where you know, how different his life would be now. And As you know, we quite often say, look, hindsight's not a good thing. Mm. It uh, it can lead you down roads of pain that you don't Mm. need to put yourself through. But it is interesting that early intervention is becoming one of those things that everybody's talking about. Certainly the Australian College of Psychiatry, Australian New Zealand College of Psychiatry put out a paper recently saying that they believe that if... We could increase early intervention. Thirty-five percent of people presenting for hospital visits with mental health issues, it would decline by that much. So, however many there is now, it would be thirty-five percent less.
2: Wow, that's a that's a big number, Dave.
1: Yeah, huge.
2: but I, you know, I absolutely agree. I, you know, we've seen it ourselves in the fact that being able to approach someone and the person you're approaching will be someone who you've recognized some of the signs of mental illness in. So yep. that's probably the first thing about mental health first aid. Mm. We don't we don't teach people to diagnose whether someone has a mental illness. Yeah. But we do teach people to recognize the signs and symptoms Mm. of depression, anxiety, Mm. psychosis and substance use disorder. Yeah.
1: And thanks for that, Deb. And I think that brings up an important point. And if I could just go back to my opening, I guess, Mm. when I was saying I like to have people think of this in the same way as they think of physical first aid. And, you know, you brought up approach, and as you and I know, that's the first part of any mental health conversation. And in uh, physical first aid, there's a mnemonic that they teach you, doctors, A, B, C, D, danger, response, send for help, airway, breathing, compression and defibrillation. And it's really important that, you know, people start at the beginning and work their way to the end of that. And as you know, in Mental Health First Aid, we teach people a mnemonic called algae. And approach is the, the first of that. And I really liked your thoughts about the approach, you know, to recognise the symptoms, to go to the person and say, this is what I'm seeing. The thing that I think I learnt most about approach is what you actually say to people. Mm. Rather than... Starting with, you need to get help, you need to change. You're not your usual self. Yeah, you you need to stop those things. Um, The approach is all about telling the person that you're concerned for them. So you change the the wording from, you need to do these certain things, to I'm concerned for you. Mm. I'd like to hear what's happening. Because I've seen the effects it's having Mm. and, I, you know, help me understand. And that's one of the the greatest things that I think I've learned about approach. Um, Apart from recognising the symptoms, what do you think about approaching people?
2: Yeah, I think that that thing of being able to... When you leave a mental health first aid course... Have confidence in yourself mm-hmm. and your ability to have a conversation, know how to approach someone.
1: Yeah, and yeah. then once yeah. you've approached them, of course, they're going to start talking, hopefully. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, and the next letter in LG obviously is L. Yeah. And this is my favourite subject. And I think we could spend just this whole show speaking talking about listening. But what's the, what's the key thing for you for listening?
2: I, th- I think, honestly, the key thing for me is that listening is not giving advice. Hmm. That listening is really listening to understand the person. One of the things that people who live with mental illness tell us about listening is please don't break into help. Please listen and make sure I've told you everything I need to tell you before you offer me help.
1: Yeah, I like that one as well. My favourite one is don't assume. Mm. When somebody says uh, a word to you like, I'm sad all the time or I feel lonely, don't assume you know what sad or lonely means Mm. and just ask the person to help you. I heard that you're sad all the time. Can you please help me understand what sad is for you? And the amount of really beautiful stories I've heard from people about their feelings, just by asking simple questions like that, Uh, really has enriched my life. And I I do consider a lot of those conversations as absolute gifts from those people. Yes,
2: I feel very privileged to have been able to be a witness Hmm. for people about their life.
1: So the next letter in our G is G. And this is one that I really struggled with early on, give support and information, because I wanted to move straight into just helping people. Mm. Uh, because we are. We are helpers and we want to move on. I guess the, the most important thing for me in give support and information is to make sure that I offer people emotional support. Tell them I I'm grateful to hear their story. Tell them that they're not alone. Mm-hmm. Those types of things. What, what's important for you indeed, G?
2: Yeah, I think the most important thing for me, if someone is giving me mental health first aid, the thing that speaks to me in this bit, give support and information, is the person's confidence mm-hmm. in the information they're giving me. You know, and it can be as simple as there is help available. But really hearing the confidence, their confidence, I can get help, I can get better, Hmm. people do recover. Hmm. You know, all of those sort of things really make me go, feel really a lot better.
1: Hmm. And I think you're a shining example of that, Deb, a lady who lives with a major depressive disorder that lives a great life. Yes. Yeah. And then obviously we move into E and E. Yep. The last two letters of algae there's two E's, encourage the appropriate professional help. For me in this area, I really like to give people options of what helps available rather than saying, okay, well, just go to your doctor and see what they say give them some options. A doctors a good thing to visit? Or you might want to look up some information online. You might want to do some reading about your condition so that you're Mm. better educated. What do you think for encouraging appropriate professional help?
2: I I often hear myself saying during the training, giving one option is (laughs) telling the person what to do. And the truth is... People with living with a mental illness are people first. Okay. And we want to treat that person like they're capable, that they can make decisions, and they know what is best for them. So giving options tells the person all of that. Here are some options you choose yeah. because I believe in you.
1: Yeah, and as a great example of that, um, my son, your nephew, mm-hmm. um, I've spent years telling him what to do to, <laughs> <laughs> to no effect. Well, actually, there was an effect it probably made it worse. And it wasn't until a few years ago that I'd become confident with my mental health first aid skills and I put him in the driver's seat mm. and in charge of his own well-being and just encouraged him in that well-being that he's actually taken charge and is getting what is now the appropriate professional help yeah. for him and seeing vast improvements. So I think you're absolutely right. And then the last E is encourage other supports.
2: So important.
1: Yeah. So do you want to start?
2: Yeah, look, in, professional help is amazing. But the truth is, it should never be the only thing that a person, you know, gets given or does. And that encouraging other supports, encouraging people to get a team around them. Mm. You know, their friends, their family, community members, Mm. their priest from the local church, their soccer coach, mm. you know, those sort of things. And really importantly, hopefully somebody else that's lived with a mental mm. illness.
1: Yeah, I think for me the strongest thing in encouraging other supports is a lesson I learnt from you, is that quite often when you're talking to people they can't think of why they would even other people would want to help them. And sometimes the answer is not to say, who could you get help from? The answer is to say to that person, who have you ever helped? Is that person still available to you? And do you think they would want to help you? Yeah. Because it turns the, the question around in their mind and it makes it easier for them. Yeah. So that's a, a quick review of mental health first aid procedures, G approach, listen, give support and information, encourage appropriate professional help and encourage other supports. We're going to go have a break now, Deb, and when we come back, we're going to have our guest, Jill Chapman from MOSH.
0: When you hear the name Bocelli Cafe, you think an Adelaide institution. A family restaurant that's been providing the finest Italian cuisine for almost two decades. Coffee of the highest quality and staff that treat you like family. Spacious, COVID-safe indoor dining and a fully heated outdoor area. The kitchen is always prepared for breakfast, lunch and dinner. Parking's a dream. Bocelli Cafe Restaurant, 81 to 83 Hutt Street, Adelaide. Call them. 8232 to book or follow Bocelli on Facebook and
3: Instagram. Radio Italia Uno and Brazier Mobility present The Voice of Italy Legends, Music and Extravaganza Saturday, November the 20th at Woodville Town Hall After last year's successful show this one promises to be even better featuring great classics of Italian music with performances by Teresa De Gennaro, Paolo Mascia, René Albuino, Angel Manzella, Emma Peluso Mambo Italiano, Nina Fantasia, Angela Cutri Rocco Carpentieri, Sebastian Votino, Michele Battista, Pasquale Battista, and Daniela Fontana Rosa, hosted by Marta Markowska. Saturday, 20th of November, doors open at 6 30 pm. Tickets are $40 per person. With limited seating, tickets will sell fast. Book yours by calling 8212 3177. 8212 3177. 3177. The Voice of Italy is proudly sponsored by Brazier Mobility, specialising in tailored vehicle solutions to keep you active. Radio Italia Uno The surprises never end Better
0: Better for life As your parents get older, at some stage it's likely they'll need your help At Southern Cross Care, we'd love to help you help them. Our wide range of quality home care services are designed to take care of mum and dad their health home and even garden we're compassionate capable police checked and proudly south australian if you want the best home care for your parents call one eight hundred eight five 852 772 or visit southerncrosscare.com.au better
3: better better for life
4: Hi, this is David Heath, and I'm excited to be bringing my program, Soundtrack of Your Life, to Radio Italia Uno. Join me Friday nights at 7 for interesting guests, some great music, and plenty of fun. It's the best way to kick off the weekend. Soundtrack of Your Life, Friday nights from 7 until 9 on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM.
5: la musica hai voglia di metterti in gioco entusiasmo e personalità non ti mancano radio italia 1 sta cercando te chiama l'82 due uno e anche tu avrai la possibilità di entrare a far parte del nostro team radio italia 1. diamo voce alla tua voce
3: radio italia one
0: you're listening to mental health talk with david and debbie Proudly sponsored by Mental Health Partners.
2: Good evening, everyone, and welcome back. We're now going to have a chat with Jill Chapman. She is from an organisation called MOSH, which stands for Minimisation of Suicide
1: Harm. And Dave's going to talk to Jill. Okay, so welcome, Jill. I hope you can hear us. Thank you, Dave. Loud and clear. Excellent. Excellent. So, Jill, if you could just introduce yourself by telling our listeners who you are and, you know, just the very basics about what MOSH is.
6: Sure. I'm Jill Chapman, as Deb so kindly introduced me, and I'm the founder of MOSH Australia. Now, even though we're called MOSH Australia, we're actually only here in, uh, in Adelaide at the moment. We run a beautiful drop-in centre in Thebeton where absolutely anybody is welcome. So even though we work in the field of suicide prevention, we don't specify that a person has to be affected or at risk of suicide to come to our doors.
1: Excellent, excellent. And so, Jill, can you explain what is the sort of main purpose or the vision of MOSH?
6: In a very broad sense, if you can imagine an enormous umbrella, Dave, is if you could print across that umbrella to minimise the impact of suicide on our community. Now, that's an enormous brief, obviously. We do that at what we refer to at the early intervention stage of suicide prevention. So even though occasionally people will come to us in crisis, we're not a crisis response service. We are more about giving people an opportunity to, at the drop-in centre, giving people the opportunity to find somewhere to be heard, but when they are free and comfortable to tell their story. Because it's a drop-in, you can come when you feel like talking, not when you might, you know, with other services, have an appointment to actually go in. So we look at um, also the the reducing the stigma around talking about suicide and good and positive mental health.
1: Excellent, excellent. Now you mentioned in your introductory remarks, Till, that the persons that come along to your drop in centre don't necessarily have to be connected to suicide in, in any way at all. You will have people come along who have other things to talk about. So what are the sorts of things that people are, are coming to Mosh House and wanting to discuss?
6: Dave, sometimes people are, are lonely. Hmm. That's that's their only, it's, it's not a problem, it's, it's, it's you know, perhaps a life issue. I don't know what you would call it, a social issue perhaps. Yep. But they are lonely. Um, and so MOSH is there for them uh, to come in and be involved. In any way, really, they feel comfortable. They might just want to sit and have a chat to somebody in a quiet corner. They might be happy to attend one of our community lunches or uh, sit around the table and have a chinwag, and it might be about completely inane things like the weather or the football or what's happening in your garden at the moment.
1: Right, so you you were saying... That there's a couple of things. There's lunch. There's tables. I think you said before there's a bit of a garden. So, yes. um, What other sort of services or things can people do when they come and spend some time there?
6: Right. Okay. It's uh, it's a bit tricky to describe, but I think if we could describe the atmosphere, that would that would really help, Dave. Yeah. Yeah, we, we run our drop-in centre. We've been there for 13 years now wow. in a beautiful old, big old family home. So when you come in, someone actually chatted to me only this morning saying that it's it's about coming home in a way, almost like going to your oh, best yeah. friend's place to sit around the kitchen table and, and have a NASA because it is an old house. It's not a clinical environment. It's not an office space. Oh, right. I see. And mm. Yeah, and when you come into the organisation, you actually enter through the op shop. So uh, we just have a really little upshot there that helps us with our, um, with our running expenses. Oh. But when you come in, it creates that non-threatening, very informal, non-clinical way of yeah. entering the organization. There's no receptionist, there's no forms to fill out, and there's no fees to pay either. It's, it, all of our services are free.
2: All right. That sounds wonderful, Jill, and I love that way you described it, just like coming home. And what a lovely thing that would be just to be able to walk into that and then be a part of it. So, Jill, I'm really interested, where is this wonderful place? (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for that wonderful segue,
6: Deb. Um, And we also do have a couple of other groups that I would would like to mention. Yeah, we will. You know. Very importantly, we are in 86 in George Street, sorry, number 86, George Street, Theberton. And if anybody knows that, neck of the woods, we are the old house with the green roof directly across the road from Foodland. And there's a bus stop, there are bus stops very, very close to us. And it's only walking distance to the tram as well. So access is actually quite simple, particularly for people that don't, uh, that don't drive.
2: Oh, that's fantastic, Jill. That sounds great. And, you know, it's lovely for people to know that bus, tram, walk, you know, obviously drive a car, you know, all those ways of getting to you and having that ability to just walk in and feel at home. Absolutely. So, Jill, you mentioned those other couple of things that you wanted to tell us Mm, about and mm. we want to hear about them. Fantastic.
6: Um, uh, Twice a month on the first and third tuesday of the month from 5:30 till 7 we have a bereavement group that runs at the house that is specifically for people who have lost someone to suicide because it it has a suicide bereavement and grief has an extra layer of complica- complication involved in it and it's one of those things that you need to really be able to um, express yourself to other people who get it as in yeah. they've been in you know they're in a similar yes. situation mm. having lost someone to suicide so that's very very important um, that that group and we also have just this week started a Monday morning walking group now I'm not a morning person but even I can get mm-hmm. to Theberton by quarter to 10 in the morning to go for a 45-minute not a strenuous walk, not so ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if we have the people that turn up that like a strenuous walk, they're welcome to streak on ahead of us. But this Monday we actually did a 3K walk in those 45 minutes and that wow. was quite comfortable, yeah. even to someone with dodgy knees like me. <laughs> mm. yeah.
1: Okay. Now, Jill, um, you mentioned before, and I I'm, I'm, want to make sure that I heard this correctly, that, mm. that people can just walk in. They don't need to make any appointments. There's no forms to sign in, and there's no money to pay. So it, did I hear that right? Is that how the service runs? You certainly did,
6: Dave. I mean, obviously, if people would like to support us financially, then that is that would be absolutely wonderful, but we don't ask for anything. Um, and uh, we even have a very small stock—not a large stock, but a very small stock of food from food bank. And really? we do have some a couple of people who come in quite regularly to to get some supplies to bolster their uh, their pantry at home. And we've also got a lovely community garden, which at the moment is absolutely busting with herbs. But oh, uh, the tomatoes and so forth will be going in soon, and that's what we rely on. Uh, quite strongly, that and Food Bank to do our um, our community lunch, which is a shared lunch, usually on a Tuesday. But that's the beauty of being able to just pop in and stick your nose around and sniff and see what happens to be cooking <laughs> on any particular day. Yeah. Oh, that
2: sounds wonderful, Jill. Jill, tell me about the people that work there or volunteer there, you know? Yeah. Like, yep. Because obviously, the people that give their time and effort are a huge part of what you do. Absolutely.
6: They are for sure. And they're the ones, we have one paid staff member, a wonderful Mel, who manages things beautifully and looks after all the volunteers and is a wonderful ear for, for people that need someone to chat to. Mm-hmm. But our, our volunteers are also very uh, non-judgmental, very happy to sit and spend time with people. Uh, That might be, you know, there's a couple of armchairs in the shop. They might just like to sit and chat to whoever's on the desk and, you know, see whoever walks through the door. Or they might like to come out to the dining room and sit around the table. Lots of conversations happen out under the the tree out in the backyard with a cup of tea and possibly a cigarette because we do understand that that's um, quite important to, to some people. So most of our volunteers are brilliant listeners. And even if they're not necessarily comfy to listen themselves, they will make sure that they find somebody who can listen yep. to whoever comes in the door.
2: Yeah, and I've met some of your volunteers because they've come and done the Mental Health First Aid course with us. Yes, absolutely, so, and, and which is a brilliant resource. Yeah, and they've been lovely, incredibly giving, empathic people that, you know, were a joy to have in the course too. Oh,
6: that's wonderful. Thank you. I really appreciate that feedback, Deb. And I think the other thing that we can offer too is we can offer a, a safe, supportive atmosphere for people to volunteer mm. because MOSH is almost as much about the volunteering opportunities as it is to for our service to the public. Because yeah. a lot of people don't necessarily fit some of the other perhaps larger organisations that um, yeah. that have a strong volunteer base.
1: All right. Well, that's absolutely fantastic, Jill. Unfortunately, we're going to have to go to a break and uh, pay some bills. So we're going to do that. And when we come back, we'll investigate some of the, the benefits of the services that you provide. <music>
0: At Elders Insurance Adelaide East, our mission is to provide outstanding service and superior coverage to each and every one of our clients. With over 30 years of experience, we treat every client with mutual respect and understanding. We'll listen carefully to your specific needs and requirements in order to develop insurance solutions with a level of service and coverage you can't find anywhere else. Elders Insurance Adelaide East is a family-owned and run business with Italian tradition which is built on honesty, integrity and trust. Make an appointment today and go and see Tony and the team at Elders Insurance Adelaide East, 54 to 56 Kensington Road, Rose Park or telephone 8364 9477. We're an authorised representative of Elders Insurance, Underwriting Agency, Proprietary Limited, Elders Insurance, underwritten by QBE Insurance, Australia Limited.
2: Looking for a new coffee machine for your home or workplace? Look no further than Fine Choice Coffee Solutions, your experts in all things coffee. Why not come in for a chat and a special coffee tasting? You'll find us at 264 Gilbert Street in the city.
3: Foodland's owned by South Australian families like mine. Like our second home, we ensure our stores are safe. Great families, great locals and great food lives here. Foodland,
5: the mighty South Aussies, yeah!
0: Estorvest, a restaurant that offers traditional Italian food that Nonna would approve of. Famous for gnocchi and authentic Napolitana style pizza. And every Thursday night, you can enjoy unlimited pizza for just $25. Wonderful coffee and staff that make you feel special. Estorvest, shop one 111 Angus Street in the city. To book, visit their website, estorvest.com.au and click on book now. You'll feel like you're in Italy.
5: Join me, Ron Fiedler and Karen Fiedler, each
1: Saturday morning from 9 to 10am for Talking Real Estate. Your guide to real estate in Adelaide and South Australia. We'll bring you the latest local real estate news, interviews, tips and advice from property experts. Plus, report on the Italian property market. And let you know about the week's open homes and upcoming auctions.
5: And don't forget, I'll be bringing you my open home of the week
1: on Radio Italia Uno, eighty-seven point six FM, talking real estate every Saturday morning from nine till ten a.m. Be in the know with Adelaide's local real estate show.
3: Radio Italia 1. Sito internet Seguici anche sulla nostra pagina Facebook e Instagram. Radio Italia
0: Uno. You're listening to Mental Health Talk with David and Debbie, proudly sponsored by Mental Health Partners.
1: Welcome back, everybody. We've been uh, enjoying a great discussion with Jill Chapman from MOSH. Now, welcome back, Jill. Um, Thank I just you. Want to, we've talked a lot about what actually happens at the house. I was wondering if you mm. could just talk through what are the benefits you see people getting uh, either from a volunteer perspective or from a client perspective? What are, what, mm. what are the main benefits they're getting by coming and joining in with the MOSH activities?
6: Oh, gosh, David, I don't think we've got enough time, but I'll try, <laughs> to, try and keep it succinct. From a client perspective or a visitor or whatever you like to call the people that, that come to see us, some of those people come and see us almost every day of the week. So, And some people might pop in once and not come back again because they feel better after they've, they've had a chat with us. But for some people that suffer from anxiety, it's like it cuts that off at the pass. Mm. So by being able to stop being stuck in their own head with their anxiety going round and round and escalating, they can come in and sit with us and within that space of however long it might be, it might only be 10 minutes, sometimes it might be a couple of hours, yeah. they feel calm and much safer within themselves and wow. ready to go home and, and face the world again. Mm. That might be for a whole variety of reasons. Yeah. Uh, as I mentioned before, a lot of people are lonely. They're socially isolated. Yeah. Before that became the buzzword, they yeah. were socially isolated yeah. because of a, you know a whole variety of reasons. So... It's somewhere they can come to find a familiar face, um, somewhere where really they feel cared for and nurtured. You know, just a simple thing of as somebody making a cup of tea and maybe even a piece of toast for you, particularly for people that live on their own and, of course, um, at the moment when people's lifestyles are, um, are a bit restricted. So I think it, it's, very much, I say it's very much about connections and conversations. So uh, we have some friendships. That has been born out of coming to Marsh either as a client or as a volunteer.
5: Yep.
6: Some people have gone. This is talking more probably about volunteers uh, have gone on to find paid work in the workforce if that's what they're looking for, because they've built their confidence up with us. For a lot of people, uh, I said before, it's a very supportive place to um, to volunteer. They find that they can build their confidence and just feel better about themselves and, and wake up in the morning and know they've got a sense of purpose because they've got somewhere to go where they're valued mm-hmm. and they're learning some skills and they're interacting with the community in a, in a whole variety of ways. And just going back to thinking about some of the benefits for some of our clients, we have been able to advocate for them or steer them in the right direction of getting other services that they may not have been aware of or they just needed someone to give them a little bit of confidence to perhaps, for example, apply for an NDIS plan Mm -hmm. or to actually get to an appointment because we all know that making the appointment is the easy part, but getting there sometimes is the hard part. So we will sometimes accompany them. We will sometimes drive them. We're very fortunate to have a vehicle on hand. So we can, you know, that's another way of of people benefiting us is to actually link in with other services.
2: So, uh, Jill, I think that sounds amazing. And what I what I have heard you say that it, you know really makes sense to me. It's a home like place, and mm, it's about mm. connections and conversations. Yes. And you know, just you know, or just those home connections, conversations. What a wonderful place that sounds like, you know. Mm-hmm. So, Jill, can you just give us that address again? Sure. It's 86 George Street in Theberton. Thank Beautiful. you.
1: Now, the, the word that came to my mind as you were going through all that, Jill, was gifts. What a wonderful gift that you've been able to set up and give to so many clients and volunteers, the gift of companionship, a uh, quiet place to be, uh, a regular centre. I think you said you've been there for 14 years now. And just having that mm. stability of place for some people, mm. you know, I, I know would be a godsend. So, yeah, I, I really consider it an absolute gift that that you're giving the state. And I think you should be absolutely, you know, thrilled and, and very, very proud with that. Now, I am. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Now, you said that you had one paid staff member and the rest of them were volunteers. And we know you said before that some people, some of your volunteers have developed confidence to go on and take on paid work. We know Mm. one of those people is a mutual known person to us, Graham, Mm. who, who now works for us. His story is a a, an absolutely magnificent one. A man who lives with quite a severe mental illness, uh, in bipolar. Can you just share a bit of your experience of meeting Graham and and how his life has has developed?
6: I I will confess, uh, Dave, to not having a huge amount to do with Graham. He was probably more involved with Mel. But my everlasting impression of him was the most incredibly gentle, if I dare say sweet-natured, very giving, very warm person who I think really, like so many people, just needed to find the right place at the right time. Yeah,
1: yeah and that would be our experience as well, Jill. Mm, Certainly mm. the the feedback that we get from people that meet Graham and, and have interaction with him, find him the most gentle, loving, caring uh generous person. Um, Mm. Now, hopefully, there's a lot of other people that we're talking to now out in the community who might be thinking, gee, that sounds like a great place to drop into. I wonder if they could use my help. I might be a cook. I might be sewing. I might be a woodworker. I might be a gardener. I wonder if they need any of my help. So how would people who are interested in becoming involved either they need some support themselves or they'd like to volunteer, how would they Mm -hmm. go about contacting you or MOSH or or becoming involved?
6: Okay. There's all sorts of ways. I mean, obviously, pop in and say, hi, I'm here. You know, I'd like like to talk to Mel about um, or someone about volunteering and, you know, the opportunities that are there. Because I would say yes to all of the above that you just rattled off. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And plumbers, we, I they, guess. Yeah, well, occasionally, yes, indeed. Um, if they follow us on Facebook, that would be wonderful. We're in Facebook under Mosh Australia. Right. They can check us out on the website and send us an email.
1: So, can you give out the web address, Jill?
6: It is. It's mosh Australia, or one word, au. That's another way they can get in touch with us. They can call on eight double four three eight three six nine, and that also goes for people who can't come in but would
1: like a chat on the phone. That's available as well. I'll just throw that in there. So I'll just repeat um, that number for everybody. It's please, yeah, eight four four three eight three. 6-9 and you're saying the they one. could contact you there about volunteering or becoming a client or if they're a person yep. who can't get to you they can just ring and ask to speak to somebody
6: absolutely absolutely and that's all absolutely um, free yeah
1: wow. yeah, for sure you, it is you babe. are fantastic yeah.
6: oh we are, we have i have a wonderful wonderful team behind me and there's a couple of We like to think outside the square sometimes, Dave, and because we're independent and self funded, we can respond to needs as we see them. So that's one of the huge advantages of what we do. But we can also accommodate at times if someone was to come along, for example, and say, I would love to run a weekly group on how to do, oh, I don't know, decorage is a bit outdated, but that, (laughs) you know, those sorts of things come in mind. Music appreciation. Mm-hmm. Um, a good fun singing session, a Scrabble group, a book club.
2: Mindfulness.
6: You know, mindfulness, any of that sort of stuff. Because the other thing we offer is for small community groups or individual practitioners to actually use our space. We have a quiet room that isn't always used and that's a lovely spot. We have a couple of counsellors who come in and book that on a sessional basis. But also, once the doors are closed at night, the house is empty until the next morning when we open and on weekend. We would love to see community groups use use the space that we've got. And, you know, that would be a minimal cost to the group to just contribute to our ongoing costs. Sure.
1: Okay, Jill. Well, look, yeah, I... I cannot tell you what a joy it's been to speak to you, to hear everything about yourself and the journey that MOSH has been on and all the services you offer to the community. And I repeat, just in case people haven't heard it, you're offering all these services for free no appointment yeah. necessary, no charges, and I think it's just wonderful. No paperwork. No paperwork, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So, um, yep. I'll give out the phone number once more, and then perhaps if you could just repeat the email address, the the physical address, the website address of, of Moss, so people know how to get in touch with you. So the phone number you gave us was 8443 8369. What were the other ways to get in touch with you?
6: Okay, via Facebook, Mosh Australia on Facebook.
1: Beautiful. We
6: also have a small community space and an op shop at 137 Port Road, Queenstown. So people can support us that way. Or they could pop in and say, hey, you know, I'd like to volunteer here. Let You know, put me on to mail. Mm -hmm. There's a bus stop right outside the door. But please don't ask me what the the stop is, (laughs) but it's there. (laughs) The website is moshaustralia.org.au and probably the easiest email address is office at moshaustralia.org.au but you can also go in through the website and hit the um, the email button there for
1: sure. Beautiful. All right. And the the address at Theberton, for those of you who have missed it, is 86 George Street, Theberton. Jill, thank you so much. Good luck. Hopefully we will have our... cross again and thank you so much for your time today
6: absolute pleasure thank you both Dave, Dave and Deb
0: when you enter Chiera and Sons Fresh Market and Joanna's Kitchen it feels just like home this four decade young iconic South Australian business is situated in the Hollywood Plaza Salisbury For fresh fruit and veggies, see Tony and Frank and their wonderful staff, offering the finest produce and fine foods. And specials last all year, like the Millel Pecorono cheese, just $15.99 per kilo when you buy the entire wheel. Support a family-owned business. Drop in to their Hollywood Plaza store or call... Eight two eight double three one double five. That's eight two eight double three one five. Welcome to the family.
5: October is Australia's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. It provides an opportunity for us all to focus on breast cancer and its impact on those affected by the disease in our community. Breast cancer remains the most common cancer among Australian women. Survival rates continue to improve in Australia with eight out of every 10 women diagnosed with invasive breast cancer now surviving five or more years beyond diagnosis. This relies on women self-examining and regular mammograms every two years. Take this time this month to find out what you need to know about Breast Awareness and share the important information with your family, friends and colleagues. Breast Screen phone number 132050, 132050. Did you know that Podcast City can record your podcast right here in the studios of Radio Italia Uno on our professional recording equipment. Podcast City can also come to your location with our mobile studio. We can record just your audio or work with you to plan, record, edit and distribute your podcast to your audience. If you would like to find out more and receive a free podcast startup checklist or book a time to record your podcast, call Radio Italia UNO on 821 or go to podcastcity.com.au. Podcast City, podcasting the easy way.
4: Yo. Ciao. Armando Paradiso from Unique Stone. Delivering quality stone tops to South Australia for over 20 years. Granite. Marble. Caesar stone. Unique stone. Granito. Marmo. Caesar stone. Unique stone. Thinking stone benchtops to your kitchen, bathroom or furniture? Unique stone at Jacobson Crescent Holden Hill. Call us now. 8266280. 8-2-double-6-double-2-8-0. Unique stone. We won't be beaten. Come on, que se fa Yo, chiama adesso. Hi, I'm David Heath. Join me each Saturday afternoon from 2 pm until 5 pm with Saturday Sports Scoreboard. No matter what your sports passion, we'll be covering it during our three hours together. I'll be crossing to various sporting events. We'll chat with your favourite sports stars and we'll take your calls. Every Saturday afternoon, 2 until 5, on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM.
5: tua attività? Vuoi aumentare il tuo volume di affari? Non sai a chi rivolgerti? Chiama Radio Italia 1. Il nostro staff commerciale è a disposizione per ogni informazione o preventivo personalizzato. Chiama all'82123177. Radio Italia 1. E anche tu sarai un numero 1.
3: Radio Italia
0: 1. You're listening to Mental Health Talk with David and Debbie proudly sponsored by Mental Health Partners.
2: Welcome back everyone. I'd just like now to talk about what to do if you yourself or someone you know may be having thoughts of suicide. We've had lovely chat with Jill Chapman from Minimisation of Suicide Harm. I'd like to give you out a couple of numbers, helpful numbers, to ring and get help and support if you or anyone else in your life may be having those thoughts. And the first one of them is Lifeline. Lifeline, it's uh, volunteers on the phone, very well trained, there to help and support people who are having mental health problems, okay? And the number is 13
1: 11 14. I think that's a great one, Deb. And one of the things that a lot of people don't know about Lifeline is you can also get support from them without actually talking to anybody. You can actually just text them. So if you're a young person who's experiencing any sorts of thoughts of suicide or one of your friends has mentioned suicide and you're not sure what to do, then you can communicate with Lifeline just using text. And the number for the text service is 0477 131 114. And I think that's a great thing that Lifeline... Offer.
2: Yes, and we've actually had people get back to us who've used that service and said what a great and useful service they have found it. So, um, please, you know, sometimes people just can't talk. Mm. But especially young people, adolescents and young adults, may feel more comfortable texting Okay. Another number that I'd like to tell you about is for the mental health crisis team. Now, the mental health crisis team, when you ring them, it's a mental health professional who will answer the phone. Okay. And they are trained to help and support anyone about mental health issues. So, They might be talking to the person who's having a mental health issue. It might be talking to a family member or a friend or a mental health first aider or a work colleague, any of those things. It doesn't matter what your relationship is to mental health and the issue, please feel free to ring the Mental Health Crisis Team on 13... 14.65. 14.65.
1: Ah. And I know, Deb, that they are all professionals that answer that, that call and they will be able to help. Mm. Um, and I think you know a lot of people just don't know that service is available, as you and I know. We're constantly telling people about it and they go, I had no idea that this yeah. was available. And I want everybody to know that all of these numbers that we're giving you today are completely free. There's never any charge for calling these numbers. Now, the last one I want to talk about is a a service that I know that you've had a lot of good feedback about, Deb, and it's a number called LETS, Lived Experience Telephone Support Service, and the good thing about them is that when you ring, you talk to somebody who's had a similar lived experience that you've had. Now, the number is 1-800- 013 one 1800 013 755 and we've had lots of very very positive feedback about that service. Okay. So, yeah. I think that's a, a good place to leave it for this week, Deb. It's just one other thing I want to talk about. Mental Health Partners, as you know, have been nominated for the HELP Awards in South Australia this year. We've made it through to the semifinals and Yay. you can go on to helpawards.com.au and vote for us. All you have to do is just scroll down the voting page and look for us and vote. You can vote as many times as you like and the awards will be announced on the 26th of November, so please get voting now uh, and we will see you all next week.